Good morning, good afternoon, or maybe it's good evening, but welcome to a Catch Up with Ronin. This podcast is designed to help you with your listening skills. Sit back, relax, and listen to some stories about me and what happened in the last couple of days. Welcome back to a catch-up with Ronin number two. All right, it has been a very interesting week, everybody. Some interesting things happened. And today we are actually going to talk about a few different things. We are going to talk about my car keys. We're going to talk about my plan for the weekend or even for the summer. we got to talk about racism and just generally what I did last week. So as you know, I just write some rough notes on paper. I don't make detailed notes for this podcast, so I don't know where it's going to go. I have a plan, but one thing that's great about this and what's great about life in general, you can always change the plan. So, let's get started with my car keys, my fuck-up, my big mistake. As I told you last podcast, I have lost my car keys. Somewhere between my apartment and my car, they've gone missing, and they haven't turned up anywhere. I've turned my apartment upside down looking for them. I've checked every drawer, every sock, every pocket, every camp Equipment, every little piece of camp equipment I have checked, and it has not turned up anywhere. No sign of it. So, for the last week, or last two weeks now, I think, myself and my partner have been carless. No cars. It's a bit of a pain, um, mainly for doing groceries. You know, we used to do groceries once every two weeks because the pandemic, and it was like, yeah, I don't want to go there. It's busy, it's hard to get in, there's a lineup, everything. But now we kind of have to do groceries like, what, three or four days a week nearly because we only have a backpack each. It's something small and then we have to be careful where we do our groceries because we've got to cycle home and it's getting warm. So if we buy some types of food, well, we want to make sure we haul ass going home. To haul ass. H-A-U-L-A-S-S. And if someone says, you need to haul ass... That means you need to move your ass and go fast. So I was hauling ass down the highway. I was driving very fast down the highway. It is a very informal expression. But uh, yeah, so if we buy frozen food or some types of meat, we need to haul ass on the way home, which means we need to cycle as fast as we can because we do not want the food to defrost. So the problems of not having a car are frustrating to say the least but get a load of this i need to pay 275 dollars to get a new key yep so that's how much my fuck up cost me 275 dollars and time and effort and sweat not bad to lose sweat but Basically, it's uh, more of a complex process than I thought. So, 
First, I rang the Chevrolet dealership. So I drive a Chevrolet. It's a type of car. C-H-E-V-R-O-L-E-T. Chevrolet. I rang the dealership and they quoted me $400 to get a replacement key. I thought it was pretty expensive, so I did a bit of Googling and I found a locksmith in town. Locksmith. L-O-C-K-S-M-I-T-H. A locksmith works with keys. And so I call the locksmith and he asks me what car it is. I say, it's a Chevy Uplander 2006 LS. And he says there's a chip in the key. A chip. C-H-I-P. Like a microchip. Now this is something I did not know. So there's a microchip in the key. And the microchip in the key must match up with the microchip in the engine, I believe. And whilst you may have a key that will open the door of your car, if the microchip in the key is not synced up to the car, it won't start the engine. So yeah, you can open the door, but you can't do anything after that. And so I had to get the VIN number from my car. Send him the VIN number, he contacts Chevrolet, he gets a certain code that he needs, he pays money, my money, for it. Then he comes out here to my house, and he uses his computer to hook it up. It will take less than one hour. But you don't pay for the time, you pay for the service. And that's the reality. So, long story short, I need to pay $275 for my fuck-up. For my mistake. And it is what it is. There's no point in complaining about this purely because, hey, what else can I do? My hands are tied. I don't have a choice. I must pay this because I need a car. And also, guys, my car cost me $600. And now I'm paying $275 for a key to the vehicle. Oh, it's crazy. Well done, Ronan. Well done. So, that was just a little talk about my car keys. Frustrating, but it is what it is, as I said. So another thing that I would like to talk about is racism and systemic racism. So this is a huge theme in North America right now. And I have no idea where you are. I have no idea where you are listening from. And this may not be relevant for your country. But heck, my car keys are hardly relevant. So you're going to listen and you're going to learn some English. So systemic racism. S-Y-S-T-E-M-I-C. Systemic racism is when there is racism in the system of society, essentially. Systemic racism is when, for example, there is higher unemployment levels with a certain race. Just give me one second, because I had I had this open on my computer. I should have had it open, because there was one or two things I really wanted to say about it. So, systemic racism is essentially how racism is in wealth, employment, housing, discrimination, government surveillance, incarceration, drug arrests, immigration arrests, infant mortality, and many, many more. So there are some big words there. Housing discrimination, 
discrimination. D-I-S-C-R-I-M-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. So housing discrimination, for example, in Canada, if you do not have a lot of money and you do not have a job, the government will supply you with accommodation. And it's the same in Ireland. However, the big problem is that they tend to supply less black people with housing. Or it could be a case where a realtor is showing people houses to buy, but the realtor won't show black people a certain area, a certain neighborhood. That's racism. And that's where housing discrimination plays into the overall overarching systemic racism. So we talk about drug arrests. And in Canada, it is a ludicrous number for the amount of black people who are convicted, arrested for drug-related incidents compared to white people. So here are some numbers that I came across. And for example, the unemployment rate for white people, non-visible minority, is 7%. However, for black people, it's 12.5. However, when we talk about people in a low-income status, low-income status, low-income status is when you earn less than a certain amount of money. So you're under a certain amount of money per year. And in Canada, 23%, 20 almost 24% of black of the black population are living in low com, low income status, whilst only 12% of not a visible minority are white people are living in low income status. So that's just an interesting statistic. And it's just interesting for me to start to understand this because now I'm living in Canada. I'm from Ireland. It's a totally different system. We have our own problems over there. However, now that I'm living here, I'm living in Canada, I want to be a Canadian, I've applied for citizenship, I need to know this. And that's why I'm talking about it here. Well, number one, it's an extremely important issue. And number two you are going to be exposed to maybe some terms of English which are pretty new. For example, systemic racism. So how does the system, how is racism in the system? Because black people are treated differently. Police brutality is stronger. And that's a big issue right now, especially in my neighbors in the USA. But that's all I'm going to say on this for now. Because I feel a topic like this really needs its own podcast because it is huge. And whilst it may not be a huge issue in your country, it is a massive issue in Canada and North America. Interesting stuff. Interesting. It really caught my attention this week. All right. Let's move on to a new topic. So last week, um, it was pretty busy for me, guys. Um, so I'm doing my master's, as you know, and I had a presentation. I had a reflection and I have two group projects coming up. I can't wait for June 21st. June 21st is my last day 
of school. So June 21st is when I have my last deadline and must submit a scholarly essay by that time, which is not a problem. Um, but come June 21st, I'm going to have so much free time and I can't wait. Um, last week, I spent a lot of time on the beach. I tend to go there just to relax. You know, I need a break. Um, I usually go in between classes sometimes. So I might take a long lunch or I might just go right there in between classes, for example, maybe at 5 p.m. before my 6.30 p.m. class begins or something. I like to just go down there, relax, read a... I can't even read a book. I'm always reading master's papers. But go down, chill, and soon, very, very soon, I'll be getting in the water, which I'm excited for. Before the pandemic kicked off, I was swimming maybe five or six times a week. It was a lot of fun. I'm a fish, guys. I love swimming. But, of course, the pandemic hit and, well, the swimming pools had to close. So now I will go to the lake. But even up until, like, end of May or mid-June, it's still not warm. It's not going to be lovely, but it's better than nothing. It's all we got. And, um, yeah, the last thing I want to talk about is just uh, my plans for the weekend and my plans for the summer. So, plans for the weekend. um, Tomorrow night, there is a sporting event on, so myself and some friends might get together and watch that. It's interesting because Canada is open for business again. And especially because I live in British Columbia, we are more isolated compared to other provinces and we don't have the population density. So, because we don't have the population density, that's a big word, density, population density, we don't have the population density, so we are able to do more, we are able to go out more, we are able to see our friends more, we are able to socialize more, for example, and it is nice having that, having that ability to go out, socialize, meet friends, and not have to worry too much Now, in saying that, whenever we go to a bar, we need to give our contact information. So, if you want to sit down in a bar or a restaurant in Kelowna, British Columbia, first you need to give them your name, then you need to give them your phone number. And they'll keep that information for about 30 days. With the idea that if a person tests positive for COVID-19 and they were in that bar and you were also in that bar, the government will call you and say, yo, maybe not yo, but the government will call you and say, hello, you were in a bar where a person tested positive, you need to isolate for 14 days. So British Columbia is pretty much on top of it, which I'm very pleased about. And my friends were talking the last day. They were saying it didn't get bad. It was never bad. But then we had to remind them, but don't you remember, there was a good month where nobody did anything. And people tend to forget that. So a lot of people say, oh, we overreacted. There is no virus. And it's kind of like, well, there is no virus because of the way we acted, which means we didn't overreact, for example. It's just interesting, I find. Um, Yeah, so back to the... Back to the topic, I guess. Um, Bars have reopened this weekend. I'm going to hang out with some friends, probably go for a beer. 
And today I'm going to a protest, a Black Lives Matter protest in downtown Kelowna. I am wearing a mask. I'm going to avoid the big crowd. But I also feel it's very important to go and show support and to be anti-racist because it's needed right now where I'm living. And it's unfortunate that it is needed, but it would be worse if we were to stand by idly and do nothing. So... Very interesting week, folks. So, overall, just a quick recap of this podcast. If you made it this far, congratulations and thank you for actually listening to a catch-up with Ronan. Um, We started talking about my car keys and how I fucked up. How there's a little chip in your car key and that little chip needs to be synced with the car in order to start it. I never knew that. That's a thing. So, I don't have my car. It's going to cost me $275. So, that's how much my mistake cost me. Whoops. Then I moved on to talk about racism and systemic racism. So, S-Y-S-T-E-M-I-C. And systemic racism is when there's racism in all aspects of society, all aspects of life, where if you are a certain race in Canada, if you are black, for example, um, it's just harder to get by. You will be stopped by police more. They will search you more. Um, You're less likely to go to university. You're less likely to have a high-paying job only because of your color. It is crazy. And that's why I'm talking about it, because it's a huge issue in North America right now. Every country has issues. Then I went on to talk about um, just what I did, you know, my plans and how I'm spending time with friends, but we're socially distancing. And if you go to a bar, they you need to give your information for contact tracing. That was the word, contact tracing. So if there's a problem, they can trace you down and they can say, yo, you need to isolate. And otherwise... Not much else is going on. Protest today, and afterwards, we'll see. I'm going to play it by ear for the weekend. Oh yeah, UFC tomorrow night, hanging out with some friends, I think. But I think this is good. We've been here for about 17 or 18 minutes or so. I hope you learned something. My name is Ronan. It's English on the Road. Um, If you like it, let me know. If you like it, subscribe. All of that jazz, we are now available on Apple, Spotify, everywhere, taking over the podcast world, one episode at a time. Anyways, guys, thank you so much. This is a catch-up with Ronan, and I can't wait for the next one. You guys have an absolutely awesome, amazing, fantastic, wonderful day, evening, night, or morning. Take care, folks. That's it for today, folks. Thank you for stopping by. My name's Ronan. This is a catch-up with Ronan. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and stay tuned for more coming soon. Have a great day. See ya.